This episode of Luca's Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by PWCC. PWCC is currently running an unlimited free vault promo, which is running through July 31st through the end of the National. The vault is 100% free for all graded cards valued at over $50. There's no ingestion costs, no storage fees, and unlimited submissions. Just enter the promo code VAULT, V-A-U-L-T, when creating your submission to apply the promo. Luca Nation. Yesterday, um, yesterday, Cage was like, Cage knew I was driving from Florida back to Philly for the for the national. It's National Week. Hope you guys are all as excited as as we are. But he's like, if I have to do this at one a.m., it's no problem. I'm ready to go. Yeah, wake me up at two a.m. I'm ready to go. I could do this. So we're about to find out if that is in fact. <laughs> you know it's true. You know it's true. But I, I have one question for you because people – no way, dude. I had a great day today. You know, hung out at the pool, had some friends over, you know, uh, people who uh, were excited about Cigar Night and want to be so, – a long-time listener, Dana Vanessa85, who I've done episodes from their house. She has two first so, names. Uh, I think that's probably her middle name. Um, but, um, you know, they were over and, uh, you know, kids played – Went in the pool. It's 127 degrees here. Um, you know, they heard all about cigar night. Well, like I think I have to come. You know, it was like you know, it's 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 it, it, it was it was fun stuff. It's it's uh, it was a fun day, and you know, just watch some TV. My kids are asleep. They'll go to camp tomorrow. But I have one big question for you because I got some great messages after yesterday's episode. People telling me how on their drive up. They could tell me that the, the reptile spot is still there at south of the border and that they took their kids there as a rest stop and fed the snakes and the gators. So did you see any signs for south of the border? Well, everyone sees signs. Did you see signs for south of the border? I see, I, I see signs. Yeah. You see signs of life. I know. You see signs like of the marshals. I don't love, I don't love stopping. There's some – I'm a city – like there's a lot of weird people in America. Like, um, you stop in some of these places, like a hundred miles north of Jacksonville. Yes, there's some interesting places. You got, this guy comes in, and it's eight, eight, nine a.m. at McDonald's, in a beater, mm-hmm. Levi's jeans, and cowboy boots. Okay, sounds like a fine American. Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. It was, it was, a, it was a shit show. You judged him based on wearing a beater, Levi's, and cowboy boots. Maybe it was like Goth it, Brooks. It, it was, it was a scene, man. It was a scene. It was like, um, you know, that curb your enthusiasm music that we playing. That would work really well. Like one guy was enormously huge, and this other guy next to him was enormously tiny. Okay, so then, you had an interesting trip. I don't like stopping. I was ready to – like I got like 50 bucks worth of food. I ate hash browns. Mm-hmm. Like hash browns are a good time. They're delicious. I was about to just leave because it was so weird. I was like, just just keep my food. So, Give me the coffee. The haircut looks good. But here's what I want to know. Did you see signs for south of the border, damn it? Everyone sees signs unless you're blind, and then you shouldn't be driving on the highway. Okay, good. So you saw the signs for that. Everyone sees yeah. signs. You sound like you're being like philosophical, like signs, like you know, karmic signs. <laughs> driving for 19 hours will have you in your, you know. Yeah, thinking. I guess. I guess. So I'll I'll ground us then. This, believe it or not, is our 50th episode of the Fractional Report. 
brought to you by Collectible before the opening bell. 50. We've done 50 of these now. This is our 50th one, a momentous one. And I got to tell you, I if you have money on the platform, if you are listening to this before the opening bell, of all of the 50 of these that we've done, this may be the one I would tell you to be the most excited for. Maybe a close second is the time that the Mickey Mantle card, the Mickey Mantle 8, you know, there was an auction, it was a comp, and you were like, you got to get on there. There's going to be a sale. And then, boom, right. you know, it exploded the next morning because there was just a comp sale. So, so possibly that one is a close comparison. But wow. we can go through the numbers, and I'll, I'll tell you why I would no, be excited. Don't keep – this is a busy week, Cage. People are traveling, they, you yep. know, they're going to be – they don't have a lot of time. Let's cut to the chase. Why do you say that? Okay, so two of a theory of what's going on with the market, but that's well. Let's hear your overall market, then I'll give two very specific items. If you, you know, if I, I think we saw, we were seeing a downturn in these like higher end uh, collectibles. You mm-hmm. know, we saw that across the board with PWCC Weekly, uh, with the PWCC Premier. Mm-hmm. I think that they're the tier that's like five hundred bucks. To five thousand, this five thousand to twenty thousand, and at twenty thousand to fifty thousand, that's one type of buyer. The buyer that's premier worthy is often buying for it, showing it off as mm-hmm. much as it is investment. The market that I just talked about, five hundred to five thousand, five thousand to twenty, and twenty to fifty, is very strong. There's a lot of buyers in that market. Yes, there's been a correction, but there's a lot of liquidity, right? We talk about that word a lot. There's a mm-hmm. lot of buyers. And I think that's really um, in that range, that 500 bucks to 50,000 and mm-hmm. you tiered into three tiers. That's a collector base, in my opinion. That's true collector base. Okay. And the higher items, the higher price items, they're like show off pieces. A lot for, of those guys come in, come and go that buy those items. Okay. So I am going to tell you two items that I think, you know, are cause for excitement. Number one, we're going to start off slow and then we're going to build as a crescendo, like my fourth grade uh, band professor, Mr. Trent Acosta, used to say. I got to get the crescendo. crescendo you were, you were probably a sax player. I wish. No, no. I wanted to play the trumpet. I wanted to play. Um, you know, the trumpet and my, my, my band teacher brought me up on stage and said, I had first pick of whatever direction I want. I said, trumpet. He said, hold your arms out like this. I held out my arms. I have like John Jones size reach with my arms. And he says, you will play the trombone. It was a horrible story. Um, you, you have, you have really long wingspan. Yeah. I have a very you long know, wingspan. You know, you know, I'm in love with wingspan. How come you're just telling me this now? Like my favorite players are guys with huge wingspan. So my my wingspan is actually seventy eight inches, um, even though I'm six foot six foot one. Um, it's approximately six six my wingspan, so it's definitely six inches hot, you know more than it. But remember, I got injured and stopped growing because I got the femur knocked out of my hip. I got injured. Now I have spikes holding my hip together right on my growth plate. That stopped the growth. You could probably um, you could probably put your socks on easily though. So yeah, I can definitely I can definitely put my socks on pretty easy. I have very long arms. So um, so anyway, point being, point being, we're having some fun here. Um, the one item, the lead-in, and then there's a big one, right? The one item 
in the PWCC premier auction this past week, a Wayne Gretzky OPG PSA 9 rookie sold for $144,000, I believe. Um, not the greatest copy, not a new slab, you name it. And I think it's important to take a look at the Gretzky and the, the Jordan PSA 10 are comparable cards. They are, you know, top cards of GOAT players. They're not rare cards per se, but they're rare in their high grades, right? There's not, there's like one or two tens, right? And there's, you know, not as many. What I've noticed though, that OPG 9, there are less of those than the Jordan 10. And a bunch of come for sale. And what happens is when a bunch come for sale, it eventually hits the end of the road. It eventually hits the end of that supply at that level, and it starts to take another leg up. We've seen a bunch of those transact recently. I even you know, called one out that sold on Alt for under $100,000, and that had a ripple effect on the, you know, the item that is currently on uh, Collectible. But now with 144, the collectible item is significantly lower than that. So that's just one. It's one item that I expect to see some movement uh, on Monday. People who listen to us and get kind of like that, that advanced notice of, hey, here's a comp that people might not have noticed. You get to see that that particular item move. But there's you one of – go ahead. You know, um, you know how you say, Andrew, you know, you're a Kobe expert. That's your market. Tell me about the Kobe market. Mason jar, fancy. Hell Yeah. Wow. Oh, are you, did you move to Brooklyn? No, oh. I always drink out of these before, before Brooklyn people did. Your niche, your expertise, and this is for Luca Nation to, to kind of understand. Cage knows the rookie, the base rookie market of like the 80s in a high grade. He knows that market so well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, the PMGs, the gold prism, the gold chrome, that's a new, that's a newfound love. Yep. You know, that's the love that you found in your 60s. But the <laughs> so one that you know the best, the one that you know the best is that base rookie. And I don't want to – base mm-hmm. kind of is like such a degrading term these days, but it's a base card, right? Yep. It really is. That's what it is. Base it's, rookie of the legends in high grades. That's so what, what's funny, it. we call it a base card, but that's all the cards were. Like there was nothing else in packs until much more recently, you know, the mid to late 90s, right? Where there, well, 93 was the advent of the refractor. You know, the, the Topps Gold card, you know, came out in the 90s also, you know. Um, Might I add the design of that refractor is beautiful. The, the 93 finest. The, 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 whatever happened, whatever drugs they started taking from 92 to 93, the little LSD, <laughs> to really jazz it up, I... Um, I think it was well done. So that Gretzky OPG, it is a a base card. You're right. But every card that was made that year was a base card. There is a Topps version of it also. The OPG sells for more. It's um, They're both pretty rare. Uh, it IPO'd on collectible, $10 a share, 6,700 shares at $67,000. It has been significantly higher than that, you know, getting up as high as 33, 33 and change triple. It ended this past week on Friday at $15 a share, which is just over $100,000 dollars market cap basically a hundred thousand dollars and you now have a comp at 144 so that's an interesting thing okay what i would like for you to do though because it's amazing that you start us off with um and we'll get to the we'll get to the data we'll get to the numbers we'll get to stuff but there's one thing i need you guys to know about when you're listening to this i don't want you to wait too long right can you do me a favor on there just pull up ali 
WBC. Just type that in and it will pop up. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on, on this particular item that uh, Andrew's going to pull up. I want you to, 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 to put your attention on the Muhammad Ali WBC championship belt. All right. This belt was given to Ali allegedly. All right. What's the market cap on this one right now, by the way? Because this IPO at foreign change, the market cap on this one is three hundred thousand, like two ninety nine, I think, right? So three hundred thousand dollars is the market cap, right? So the WBC belt was not given out until nineteen seventy six. I want to make sure everyone is aware of that, okay? Because it's a little bit of a misnomer. This was the belt that Ali won in the Rumble in the Jungle. All right, I want to make sure everybody knows that fight, 1974. He beat George Foreman. It's huge if you watch the Ali movie, if you know anything about his career. It was, it was the fight. He was supposed to lose to Foreman, went to Africa. I mean, just an amazing, amazing fight, a huge thing. He did not get this belt, however, that night. It's not what you think. See a Rocky movie, they put the belt around. What you see now, someone runs into the ring and puts a belt around. The WBC did not start giving out belts until 1976. So this belt was awarded to him, yes, for winning the championship in 1974 at the Rumble in the Jungle. And it's been kind of phrased as the belt he won in the Rumble in the Jungle, but it was given to him in 1976. There are two of these belts. This one on collectible happens to be the nicer one. The gold is not tripped away at all. You can see the gold. It's perfect. It's got great provenance from Clay's father, Cassius Clay, from, from uh, Clay Sr., right? It's got letters. It's got all kinds of provenance. It's, it's, it was in the Immortals collection. It is an amazing piece that was um, – it's one of two WC belts. He held the belt until 1978. I think he lost to Leon Spinks in 78. Um, just an impressive run. I believe o- over that time from 1976 to 78, WBC gave out about 20 belts total to all of the champions. Again, only two for Ali here. This is one. The other belt has a little bit of a actually chip on the gold, a little bit of like the gold foil, the gold leaf, a little bit off of it. And it previously sold a couple of times. It sold for $358,000. And then I think most recently in Leland sold for like $170,000, $170,000 approximately, $200,000 less. So it, in line basically with this $299,000 comp. All right? I want to make sure everybody understands. I have a feeling that something good's coming. While I this – while Your buildup well, is incredible. I'm trying. While this is the belt that he won – for his legendary 1974 so Rumble in the Jungle. Ali's Rumble in the Jungle belt, hand mm-hmm. inscribed, provenance owned by uh, provenance for Muhammad uh, Cassius Clay Sr. Yep. The nicer one because the gold isn't chipping away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. So you're up there. Now. These in the world. But obviously, the last one that Leland sold for less than this. All right. Heritage had a humongous auction that ended over the weekend. The, the Ali stuff ended last night. Right, and in it were some amazing items. His walkout robe from his first fight with Frazier. There were Type One photos. I picked up one myself. I showed you a picture of it from his earliest fights, his Gold Glove fights, the Olympic torches that were used in 1960, 1984. I mean, just amazing collection that somebody had put together of this stuff. And wouldn't you know it, the other version of this belt was there. And when when the auction ended, Maine. It was about $360,000 plus buyer's premium, which would put it over 400, 420, 425, 430, which would be a lot higher than this 300. But here's the thing. 
Extended bidding didn't end until four in the morning this morning. It was fun watching that. Obviously a bidding war. A bidding war that was ultimately won by somebody who fits the description that you talked about. Those guys who like to buy things and show off. A billionaire, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, won the other belt. And he paid $6 million for it. $6 million for the other copy of this belt. Dude, content, you this go one, back. We've talked about this belt before. We've So we don't know memorabilia like that. But it's one of those where it just takes one buyer. This $6 million. Six million dollars. Just, just do me a favor. Just put in Google right now, Jim Ursay belt, and you will see it's on every major. I was hoping it wasn't him. I was hoping it ended for it's a million, and I could, I could come here and tell you guys, hey guys, there's an opportunity because this ended at 400, 500, 600. I was, I was tweeting about it, and Collectible actually retweeted my tweet last night. Before Ursay got involved in the in the extended and just blew this thing into insanity, right? It was in the six figures and then it just went crazy, just bidding, 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 bidding like like nuts. So now what you have here is you have a new price discovery, you have a new price point for the other one of these. There are two. And if you look at the picture of the one on collectible and look at the picture of the one that Ursay just bought, you can see the gold off of it. You can see the gold pieces scratched off of his. This is, I believe, and it's just my own personal opinion, a nicer version with impeccable provenance by comparison. Because that Ursay one, while it was in the Bundini collection, it was actually in a storage locker that wasn't paid for. And it was like in one of those like Storage Wars auction kind of deals. That's where it's all oh. of this Ali stuff. So I mean, just crazy story. Three hundred k on collectible. It's three hundred k. It is twenty times that last wow. night is what it sold for. So you guys, when I say be excited if you have money on this platform, I imagine that people who know about this and there's going to be more people who know about it than than usual. Because look, if it ended for a couple hundred thousand dollars over, you know, we could come on and tell you. But this is. Every major news outlet picked up this story. It is all over the place. Jim Ursay, you know, he's got a traveling memorabilia roadshow, not just sports, rock and roll, you know, NASA, he's got all kinds of stuff. And he came on and, and basically said, yeah, I bought this and it, I'll have it in time for the next couple of shows in August and whatnot that I'll bring it to Chicago. I'll bring it to Indianapolis. So it'll be on display. So amazing. I mean, a significant premium and I feel bad for the guy who sold it or the woman who sold it in Leland's in 2017 because it originally was bought for $350,000, then sold for one seventy, and now sold for $6 million. Somebody, the last person who sold this actually lost money on it, and then it goes for $6 million. It's a crazy story. It's one we don't see that often. We have seen items on collectible explode like this when you have a comp, when you have something. But this is one where it's a one-to-one -one comparison. It is, it is pretty you know, well-regarded that there are only two of these out there. Um, I don't love that it's, oh, it's the, it's the belt he won the Rumble in the Jungle, right? Because he, he, they didn't give this to him. This belt was never in Africa. You know, this was given to him in 1976, a full two years after that fight. But it is the belt that he earned by winning that fight. That's when he became the champ. This is the belt for that. It's a little bit of a misnomer, right? A little bit of, but I mean, it's technically correct. This is the belt he won in that we fight. 
in the hobby, just, we sweep that under provenance. Yeah, I mean, well, you're not going to find a video of that fight and someone coming to the ring with this belt and putting it around his waist and saying, here you go, Dana White, you know, putting the UFC belt on somebody at the end of the fight. That's not, this, you're not going to see that because this belt, WBC did not start giving out belts until 1976. So it's just important. Also, um, I think it's 78, they stopped giving out these green belts and started giving out the more uh, common black version so there are not a lot of these belts out there for any of the champs um and like i said about two you could take a look at this i mean I'm, I'm telling you there are there are articles all over the internet on this stuff and you know it's pretty crazy the one on collectible it's been owned by you know by its owner the sports immortals guy since i think 1989 or something like that so it's you know it, it's it's almost unquestioned um you know authenticity and provenance it, you know bought by him from Clay Senior. So, um, just a really cool thing, really cool story. And if you didn't see any of these articles, it's exactly what this episode is supposed to bring to you guys before the opening bell to know about this type of, you know, amazing comp, new sale, just, you know, blowing it into the stratosphere 20x of what its market cap is right now on collectible. You know, extraordinary opportunity um, for anybody who holds this, I guess. What I would tell you, if you, if you have shares of this and you had it like you know for sale, maybe you want to take <laughs> those shares off the market. You know, don't don't let them go too cheap. You know, um, so anyway, it's it's one of those it's one of those kind of things. It was it was it was the one that you know I couldn't wait to talk about today. There's a lot of other cool stuff, um, you know, to talk about. That. What do you think? What do you think? Ali is well, the for, greatest. For, oh, real, real quick, I gotta say thanks to Collectible. Couldn't be more excited for the Cigar Night event. Uh, 50 episodes, we've partnered with them. So thank you all you guys for listening. Thank you, Collectible, for believing in us. I think Ali is a G. There's not, I mean, Ali is revered. What's the Listen, what We call people that? the GOAT. His nickname is the greatest. I mean, he is the greatest, right? So that's, that's you know, kind of. You know, people Let me go look at the data real quick, Cage, and then we'll. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't look at it yet, but I have a feeling what we told people last week, look at the stuff that was down, and that usually becomes the stuff that up. that's up. A little right bit now. more than usual. So Lewis, that Lewis Hamilton card cage, it was down last week. The number one decliner last week, down 70%. We said, hey, guys, look at the number one yeah. decliner. It's usually the number one increase. So what happened this week? Up 335%. That's, but we've been doing this for a while. That's the most we've ever seen. That's insane. That, yeah. Because now it's higher than its IPO. Right, and same with the Kobe uh, O2 game worn and signed sneakers. They were down last week. Uh, here we go, fifty-eight percent up, one hundred fourteen percent. So, and the Ovechkin Cup four color was down fifty percent last week and up one hundred and seventy percent this week. So tried and true once again. So why don't we tell people what the biggest ones down this week are? This way they can see whether or not they ride that kind of. Ozzy Smith. Very interesting. The 1979 Tops Rookie BVG95. You could talk about that. That's out of my arena. Bellinger. I can't. I can't believe that he's still on the collectible platform. But there was a point cage. He was. He was an MVP. A down 80 percent for his Bowman Chrome Orange Refractor, and then Sidney Crosby, game worn and signed Winter Classic skates photo match. That's interesting. That that's one I could see have a, having a nice bounce back. Yeah, down fifty six percent. The Ozzy Smith, I got to tell you, there's not a lot of tens out there, 
but I think this is really more of an indictment of obviously there's no week to week movement on this. It's not a very liquid asset. Somebody took their money out. I think part of the issue with this is, I, I mean, I love Beckett for certain things. Uh, vintage baseball cards is not one of them. And this happens to be in a BVG holder. And why, I don't think. Why, why would that happen the week that Collectible and Beckett's, um, PWCC and Beckett had a partnership? Well, so does Collectible. Collectible's doing a bunch of events, including, you know, the Wednesday Night Kickoff and a bunch of other things with Beckett. But, you know, Beckett's got a new regime, new branding, new stuff. They're doing a bunch of new things. They're, you know, they're, they're, their BVG baseball slabs are not the, you know, they're not usually something that anybody pays a premium for. I think that's Agreed. probably indicated in this particular uh, item. Although if you look at the card, it's a very nice card. I mean, it's a very, Ozzy Smith 79s are, they're very rare in, 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 uh, you know, in, 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 he's the one that you manage, manage the White Sox too, right? No, that's Ozzy Guillen. Uh. Ozzy Smith is the wizard of Oz. He played for the Cardinals. Um, Pretty cool, you know. You don't share it now because I don't want to get copywritten. But it, Ozzy Smith was was he didn't dance in the dugout. He didn't wear his hat backwards, but he would go out onto the field and do a like a flip and a cartwheel, and he would go out to his position at shortstop and just like you know he was crazy, very athletic, and you know you could take a look at it yourself. Just the Wizard of Oz, you know gymnastics basically add onto the field if you want to pull that up on YouTube and, and check that out. Another Real one quick yeah, one sure. more I want to bring up before yep. um I popcorn to you and you take it home. There's only there's only a certain amount of time where a good asset that isn't that doesn't have good public sentiment will be beat up. And that's the Durant. Yep. Um we know all the narratives with the, with the ramp, but after a while, they're they're already priced in, yep. you know. And he's his card, his uh, Topps Chrome rookie card from 07 was uh, I believe it's a refractor was yep. was down twenty percent, eight percent, nine percent, ten percent, sixteen percent. So at a certain point, you're just like, okay, buy the dip. He's uh, you, you know all the things. It's and, back but, to the comps. It's back yeah. to it's, – it's, we've talked about this card many times. The reason why it's been down the last five weeks is because the comps were lower than where it's at. People are bringing this down to the comps. And now at the $9,400 you know, market cap, it's now in line with recent sales. This is an item where as we move towards basketball season and we find out where Durant's going to be, whether it's with the Nets and they're, you know, bolstered it up and you start to hear some great stuff about Ben Simmons or whatever the rumor mill is going to be, or if he's traded to a team and on a contender and the comps start to go to 11, 12, maybe not 25 like they were last summer when we were talking about this card, but they go to 12, 13, 14, this becomes a bargain at $9,400 market cap. So I understand what you're saying. It's kind of finding a floor and usually, you know, a little bit of a balance off the floor, depending upon what happens. Maybe not, maybe not this week, maybe not next week. But yeah, I'd be surprised to see it continue the downtrend. Um, now that it's it, the market cap on collectible has caught up with um, you know recent comps. Um, you know, you can say the same thing, by the way, for you know, I talk about another asset, Tom Brady, right? I mean, that's six of the last eight weeks has been down. I'm talking about the uh, 2000 contenders, Tom Brady BGS nine basket. That's the one with two BGS nines. Current trading price of one hundred and thirty thousand, which basically is sixty five thousand dollars for each card. Um, the most recent sales it was an eighty four thousand in April, a seventy eight thousand in June. So it's a little oh, lower. Gun to your head. Oh, sorry to cut you off, Kate. Yeah, please. What do you think about my two purchases of the gold uh, PSA tens? I love them. 
Really? Yeah, everybody loves gold, man. Everybody loves gold. And even though at first blush, I can't tell what years they are or what the numbering is because Stops Chrome and the tops, you know, golds are different numbers, different products, different years. I don't know if it's out of 10, out of 50, out of 100, out of 500. Who the heck knows? It doesn't matter. It's Brady and it's gold. I think there's going to be demand for that. I think Brady's got another run in him. Um, I don't think he's going to win a championship this year, but I think his team will be very good. I think he'll have a lot of wins. I think there'll be some talk about it. And and as he continues to play, if you remember, he and Drew Brees were kind of going back and forth with touchdown records, kind of, you know, you name it. He's playing at a very high level, an MVP caliber level, and he's still amassing stats that will make it even harder for anybody to come and catch him. You know what I mean? You got to remember, you know, the beginning of his career – Take a look at his stats for the first bunch of years. Not just that he wasn't playing, right? But he wasn't it was a, up big numbers until the Randy a, Moss years. It was a different game. Yeah, it was a different game. You know, I mean, you know, nobody put up numbers like they're putting up now. So some of these guys are going to be putting up that, those numbers for a long time. I don't know how many of them are going to play for twenty-three years. That becomes the you know the interesting part about it. Um, so. So I think it's important because he's basically extending his legacy. Now from a personal standpoint, um, you said it last year also. Now he wants to go out there and set records. You thought last year he would like set the, super, the, the touchdown record, the passing record, the whole deal. And, and he had a hell of an individual year. It might have been his best year um, from an individual standpoint. So, you know, he goes out there and does that again. You know, people gave LeBron a lot of credit for having the season he had at 37 years old, putting up those individual stats, even though his team won less than half their games. Brady's team's going to win more than half their games, and he's going to be putting up amazing stats at 45 years old, or however old he is, 44 years old. So, you know, interesting, interesting stuff. I, I think, I think Brady, he's, with the recent, you know, downturn on his stuff, he's he's becoming one of the more safe buys because yes, there's upside. If he happens to go on a crazy run or you know win an eighth Super Bowl and another MVP, you name it. But I don't think it matters. I think the downside is so minimal for him because I mean there are not many folks out there who are an undisputed goat in their sport, let alone ones who are still playing. So, it's interesting. Ali, interesting. Brady, Durant. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were saying people who were goats. Ali, no. sure. Brady, sure. Then you went Durant. I was like, what is he talking about? Durant's not a goat. Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. What, what else you got for us before we uh, take it home and wrap up? Well, um, interesting item, right? Golden had a recent comp. Uh, you guys know I know this card well. It's the Joe Montana rookie card. Uh, recent one sold in Golden for um, 73.2. Um, last week, the one on collectible was down 15%, down to 65. So it's now you know basically 10% off of the recent comp. And that comp is in line, if not a little lower than other recent comps. So that's just... I think there was a few comps in the nineties. Yeah, definitely. 90s, one but. one one very nice copy sold, I believe, about a hundred thousand dollars also. So, you know, that's a recent comp with obviously some of the stuff, you know, coming down a bit. Um, you know, it, it's it's definitely interesting stuff. I mean, those were the ones, you know, that stuck out for me. Obviously, I wanted to talk to folks about that Ali belt because that's the kind of thing that just it doesn't happen. And it's, it's one of those things, right? If you look at the chart, that, that 
that belt is at like I think seven dollars a share. And it was in the fours a couple weeks ago. So you know, there are people like, oh, fractional. What's you know? There's no real liquidity. If you're patient enough and you're buying quality assets, and we've talked about that belt, like you and I have talked about mm-hmm. that belt as as something that people should be looking at. Um, it does show, you know, an example of, you know, how fractional can work. There, there were two of these that would ever become available if you didn't want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to get the other one. This was now your only option. It's going to be even harder now because you're not going to be able to get the one from Jim Ursay that he just spent $6 million on. This now becomes the only game in town. Um, so, it's, I mean, this is, I believe, a prime example of what Fractional is about. Um, it's interesting stuff. It really is. Um, you know, as far as other, like, items stuff, just from the, you know, just the the stuff the one thing that stuck out at me if you're looking at vintage i think we're going to all be going to the national this week and you know people are looking at baseball vintage they just are uh people looking at mantle cards people looking at you know baseball vintage cards you know the card ladder indexes and all those things that's kind of the only one that's been steady slash up a little bit um you know one thing that stuck out at me was the the 1956 tops uh psa 8 mantle basket the one that has two psa 8 mantles in it um, that IPO'd at five dollars a share, fifty to hundred shares, which puts it at a twenty-eight five valuation, fourteen thousand dollars approximately each one. Uh, last week it hit, I believe it's low in secondary trading, down from four fifty a share to three seventy-five a share. So we're talking about this one down, you know, approximately, um, you know, twenty-five percent from the IPO price. And this is, you know, an early year, fifth year mantle, two of them in high grades. Nice looking card. I don't know if you want to take a look at that one. Um, it's odd to see, you know, vintage going up. Maybe just this was one somebody, you know, liquidating somebody, you know, taking their stuff out of this one, trying to move it into something else. But we don't see a lot of, you know, vintage stuff, um, you know, especially not mantle from the 50s in high grade like this going down like this one did. So that was one of the one of the ones that kind of stuck out to me. Anything else? You want to talk about like the IPOs, the early access, that kind of stuff? I can do that too if you want because there's a bunch of cool stuff coming out. IPOs this week. We still have the Colton Fisk Waves at Fair in the in-app early access uh, from Game 6. We still have the 2016 LeBron James Game Worn Photo Match jersey. Uh, their shares remaining of the 49 Bowman, Jackie Robinson, PSA, DNA 8. There's only 6% of that remaining. Um, the Mike Aruzioni Team USA gold medal, it looks like there's still 10% remaining on that. Um, and the, Ste- the Steph Curry Tops Gold rookie um, is about half sold. It's about 44%. Early access, an interesting one. Nolan Ryan, 68 Tops rookie in PSA 8.5. Um, nice card, about 20% retained. It's, it's out there at a market cap of 24.8. Um, you know, recent comps on this. Not one, dominant. Right? Not dominant is what I heard about him. What, Nolan Ryan? I mean, he, for the longest time, was the only relevant pitcher in the hobby. But he, he never was the, won. He never won what? Well, like, he never really won. His win-loss record, it was... I mean, he has, 
he has more strikeouts than anyone who's ever played the game. He has more no-hitters than anyone who's ever played the game. I mean, any pitcher, you name any dominant pitcher you want, no one has the strikeouts and the no-hitters that he has. So he was dominant. He just happened to play, I mean, you know, he was on the Mets for a little while. At 69, he was on the Mets. I mean, it didn't really count. He wasn't really doing much. It was his second year. Um, but um, 24 and 292 Nolan Ryan win loss record. I mean, the guy pitched until he was in his 40s. So, you know, the record's, you know, about a 500 record towards the end there. But yeah, I mean, you know, a mass stats was still throwing, you know, 100 mile an hour fastball at 40 years old. An impressive, impressive player. Just, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of heat. And it made for some great commercials. I think he did Advil commercials because, you know, when you're throwing a 100-mile fastball when you're in your 40s, you know, you, you need a pain reliever. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did some Advil commercials. Um, yeah, I mean, so just fun stuff, right? Um, you know, guys, also just for, for collectible, take a look over at, um, you know, if, if you're going to be at the National or even if you're not, you want to check it out. Beckett and Collectible have, you know, announced that they're kind of teaming up for a bunch of different events at the National as well. Networking events, you name it. You can read the press release. Obviously, you know, I believe the the, the, the first night, Wednesday, the event will be at with Cigar Night is a, is a collaborative effort. They're also doing, you know, a bunch of other, um, you know, events with Beckett at the National. One of the cool things is if you happen to be going to um, – the um, the national itself. Stop by Collectibles booth. They're going to have a pretty cool um, Murderers Row display, which is you know the Yankees lineup of Gehrig and Ruth, and I believe they're going to have both uh, cards on display: the Gehrig exhibit and that Babe Ruth that we talked about. Um, you know the the red border was the the. the Baltimore News, I think, right? The Baltimore News one. Um, so that one will be on display. I mean, you're talking about, you know, multi-million dollar cards there, um, which is pretty cool. That's part of the reason the National is the National, right? You know, you don't get to see items like that ever. So they will be at the booth at Collectible. So you can, you know, stop by if you're going to be there and check those out. Any uh, any parting shots, my friend? I know you got to be tired. Let's get, let's, get, let's get ready for National. The week starts tomorrow. Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.